I recently read a stat that said that 63% of men are single. Now, it varies through age groups depending on how likely you are to be single. But either way, 63%, that's more than half. And that's not even like a little bit, like maybe 1% or 2% over the medium. No, it's like a good portion over where it's a significant stat. And they have their reasons why they think that is. You know, they're probably saying society and the way women are coming up in the world now is different. So they don't rely on men, whatever it is. For me, I have a different theory. And it's a simple one. And that's this. Guys don't know how to flirt. They don't know what attraction is. They aren't being taught it. They don't know how to create it or anything to do with it. How do I know this? Well, let me ask you something. Let's say you had the ability to print money whenever you wanted. Would you ever be broke? Or if you had the ability to attract women whenever you wanted and create that attraction by flirting, would you ever be single? Or let's say that you're in a relationship. Would your relationship ever die if you knew how to spark attraction and keep it going again and again and again? That's what I got to ask you. and That's what you got to think about. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. What's going on, Playboy? It's Pablo Rosario, your host. Now, listen, right off the bat, listen, I'm sorry. I know it's Tuesday. I know you're receiving this a day later. Normally, I post on Monday. And the reason why is because lately, I've been on my grind. Like, recently, I invested in a business coach. I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. And this coach, legit millionaire, super awesome. And, you know, I've just been getting to pick her brain. She's been looking at my business, at Red Velvet in general, and just pretty much helping me revamp it and take it to the next level. Because, like, for the longest time, like, I'm going to tell you this right now. I have this journal, right, that tells you what you did the this day the year before. And I was looking at it. And I was looking at the past two years. And I have been in the same place. Like, I hate even saying that out loud. And I hate even, you know, telling that to you because, you know, I got pride or whatever. But for the last two years, around this time of year, I've been in the same place. And for me, that, that drives me crazy. For me, I can't do that anymore. Like, I can't. I can't have that anymore. Just to repeat a third year, just to just to look at that journal for year three and see that I've done the same three things. I'm sorry, the same thing for the last three years. Like I just couldn't do that. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get some help. And I apply my own advice from before, which is, you know, from the last episode, which is if you wanna change, find a who. Who can help you? Who can make this happen? I found myself one. And I've learned lots of little lessons, which I'm gonna share maybe on the next podcast or so. But I want to talk about this specific thing that we were talking about before, which is, yo, there's 63% of men that out there are single, bro. 63%. And like I said before, I think that the reason why is because they don't know how to flirt. No one was taught how to flirt. Not you, not me. We were just told to be yourself, to try to get to know her. Well, that's sucky ass advice. It reminds me of the time when I was younger. I think I was in third grade, third or fourth grade, and there was a girl that I liked. Her name was Melissa. You never forget your first love. Shout out to Melissa if you're listening, but you lost your chance because now I'm snatched up. (laughs) But... Yeah, her name was Melissa, and we were in a school play together where she was Pocahontas and I was John Smith. So your boy does have a little acting in his history. You know, I was a star role, the leading man, if you will. And I liked her at the time, and I went home to my mom, and I said, Mom, I like this girl named Melissa. How do I get her to like me back? 
So first she said, well, just ignore her. Pretend she's not there. So I'm like, all right, cool. So then I go back to class. I pretend to not notice her, don't really talk to her and ignore her. I do it for a day or maybe a two. And I go, Ma, it didn't work. What else do I do? And then she goes, well, then just be really nice to her. Compliment her. Tell her she's pretty. So I'm like, all right, cool. I march into school the next day and I tell her she's pretty. I tell her, you know, I tell her these nice things. And then I come back home. Mom, it didn't work either. And so, like I said, like no one's teaching us how to flirt. I mean, me, I was getting my advice from my mom. Like how embarrassing is that? My dad's version of flirting, by the way, it was too advanced for me as a kid. At the time, my dad's philosophy for dating was to, listen, you need at least five girlfriends, okay? And this philosophy is simple. If they like you, then you like them back. If they don't like you, you don't like them back. That's as simple as that. Like that was, that was his advice as far as girls and flirting. And so, you know, long story short, like we haven't been taught this. And so for this episode and also in general, I've made it my mission just to teach guys that these, this art of attraction, this art of creating a connection, because when you do it, you are rich. You can go anywhere in the world and build a social life and meet people. I've been able to do this in New York. New Jersey, Los Angeles. I've done it in Nashville. I've done it in Florida. I've done it in the Caribbean. Now I've done it in some random beach town in the middle of Mexico. And so like this is a special skill where they say like once you learn sales, you'll never go broke. Well, once you learn flirting and attraction, you'll never be single. And on top of that too, if you're in a relationship, here's the thing. If you're in a relationship, your relationship will never get stale because you always know how to keep it spicy. You know how to keep it going. And so I, you know, a couple months ago, I think uh, a little bit ago, I created a course. I did a six-week training called the Ultimate Flirting Mega Course. Pretty much everything you need to know when it comes to flirting. And in it, man, we talked about a lot. And we talked about, you know, flirting styles. We talked about what to flirt, how to flirt, um, you know, the different stages of flirting. Like we went into super detail. And as my way of giving back and, and, and adding value to you, my dear listener, I wanted to share, I want to share one of the trainings with you. So that's what you're about to hear. Right now, I'm going to play you. You're going to hear a replay of the first training. And it's pretty much the foundation of flirting. And I call it flirting for beginners, at least this segment. And it's important because, you know, everybody wants to learn like the tips and tricks. Like, what do I say? But learning what to say doesn't mean anything if you don't know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because otherwise, you're just repeating words. And the thing you have to understand is that it's the energy behind it that makes flirting what it is. Like, you don't need the best line. Like, you could literally say hi. But if you say hi in a certain way, if you say the right timing or the right tone of voice, the right twinkle in your eye, it comes off 10 times more flirting than saying something like, what's up, baby? You so sexy. Oh, my God. Can't wait to have you. You know what I mean? And so that's why I wanted you to have this because, once, like I said, once you learn the foundation, now you're ready to rock. Now everything you've read on the internet, now it makes more sense and you can use it even better. And again, whether you're single or in a relationship, this is the key to keeping things spicy, to keeping the attraction. You do this, you will never be alone in your life. And so, you know, like I said, I'm going to play you this. You're going to listen to right now in your headphones, on your phone, wherever you're going right now. And just remember that this was a live training that I did. So you may hear some other voices in the background. Those are the participants. And you may hear some typing and some pauses only because, again, it was live and we were just going with it. So please be patient as I go on. 
I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Feel free to send me an email at pablo at pablojrosario.com. Almost forgot my email there for a second. Or find me on the socials, you know, pablojrosario.com. I'm not hard to find. And so, boom, I'm going to play it. You're going to love it. Get your pen and paper ready. If you're driving, make a voice memo because it's going to be great. So I think you'll love it. Check it out. Enjoy it. I know we're excited, and then, but that's the reason why I let you know, to get you guys to stick around, all right? Flirting 101, I got you. I got you. All right. Um, I have someone here who said, can we do Tinder flirting? We can do that in one of the Q&As. That's not a problem. We can do that in one of the Q&As. And so but let's get right into it, fella. Let's get this bad boy started. Um, so with that said, we're going to get into the first thing, and that is, what is flirting? What is flirting? It is super important that we get clear on this. I know you want to jump into the how-to and the techniques, but just rock with me for a second. It's important for us to know what exactly what is flirting because, uh, because once you know exactly what it is that you're doing and why you are doing it, you have a better idea of the how-tos. The how-tos are born out of knowing the what and the why. And oftentimes, you think you're doing the right thing, but you're just digging yourself a deeper hole. One of the best analogies I can give is, that, is essentially you're driving in the wrong direction. You're in Los Angeles trying to get to New York. And yes, you're following the GPS, but it's taking you somewhere to Canada, Mexico, or Texas. You're, you're doing the right thing, but you're going in the wrong direction because you don't know what it is that you're doing and where it is that we're going. And so before we get into what flirting is, I want to talk about what flirting is not. All right. Now, flirting, it's not, flirting is what flirting is not, my friends. Flirting is not asking where she's from. It's not asking what does she do for work. I know that, I, I know that, uh, let's see here. I know that, and, like, and be honest, be honest. Who here, when talking to a woman, that's one of the first questions that they ask. So, what do you do? Where are you from? That's all right. No shame. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> but that's not flirting. <laughs> that's not flirting, my friend. Okay. Uh, you know, agreeing with her. Some guys think if I just agree with her and like everything she likes, she'll like me. That's what I used to do. I used to try to be super agreeable. Like there was not one thing someone bad could say about me. That was my game plan. Another thing that's not flirting is doing nice things for her. And we can go about that in the Q&A. Uh, I'm not telling you to be rude and, you know, kick her or anything like that, you know, but doing nice things for her, getting her gifts. That's not flirting. Telling her about your crypto investments. That's definitely not flirting. Okay. All right. She may be into crypto, but she don't care, bro. Stop telling her how much, how much Dogecoin you got. All right. Ignoring her. Sorry, mom. That shit don't work. Complimenting her. That's not flirting. There's a little bit advanced like, you know, how to do it right, but for the most part, that ain't flirting. Insulting her, that ain't flirting either. We're trying to out-alpha everybody else and trying to show her like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the man here and I'm masculine. That ain't flirting, my friends, all right? Um, I'm, and, and real quick, I, I'm just really curious. Before I, <laughs> someone's guilty of all of this, listen, <laughs> no shame, no shame. It's just awareness. Now that we know, we can do something different. 
Okay, so quick question. Before I unveil what flirting is, or at least my definition, the way I see it, I'm really curious in the comments, what do you, how do you define flirting? What do you guys think flirting is? Let me know in the comments real quick. I'm real curious. Because, and, and, it, and it's a nice special experiment here. But, all right, just really quickly, just type it out. What do you think your, uh, what's your definition of flirting? All right. Expressing your feelings to someone. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. Exciting her emotionally. Okay. Making someone laugh. All right. Smile and tension. Seeing if she's cool. These are great. These are great. Expressing real interest to a person you like. Absolutely. There's a way to do that. This, my friends, it is uh, getting her to seek more info, aka pull on a string. Not bad, not bad. This is my definition, at least the way that I think about it. According to Google, uh, when you type in define flirting on Google, it says behaving as though attracted to or trying to attract someone, but for amusement rather than serious intentions. That, uh, that definition doesn't really do it for me. Like if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to, you know, actually use this, it doesn't give me anything to work with. And I'm sure you guys can agree. And this is what I mean about the lack of information that actually walks a guy through, okay, how do I flirt? In my mind, flirting is, is this. Flirting, flirting is the art of causing emotional spikes and making a woman feel something. A lot of you, you guys were spot on with the, uh, making her feel something, uh, you know, let's see here. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said I should have used a Yahoo search engine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, or ask Jeeves if you're that old, who remembers that. And, but yeah, so a lot of you were, a lot of you were on par, but let me just bring this back here real quick. Boom. So yeah, so the way I define flirting is the art of causing emotional spikes and making a woman feel something. Okay. And this is not done by doing any of those things that I, that, that I mentioned before. It is done by actively and playfully trying to not be friends with her. Let me repeat that. Cause I know you're probably like, wait, what? It, wait, how? This is done by actively and playfully trying to not be friends with her. It's very counterintuitive, very counterintuitive. And I feel you guys going like, what? But let me explain. All right. Um, here's the thing. Women, my friends, are, are, are creatures of emotion. Okay. Women, my friends, for the most part, are creatures of emotion. That's not to say that they you know, do not, they're not intelligent or they uh, aren't, aren't logical, but uh, studies have shown that women are, are, are more hardwired for emotion than men are. It's a thing that happens, right? But they're creatures of emotion. And Specifically, you know, what that means is that they need to feel something, especially in relationships. It's very important for them to feel something because to feel nothing is death. It's pretty much that like they would rather feel angry than feel nothing at all, which explains why the Melissa's of our day went out with the big dumbasses that we were like, what's going on? Because the difference between him and you, he makes her feel something. 
Okay. Now, and as I'm talking, I want you to think about how do your conversations go? Are they platonic and boring or do you make her feel something? All right. So, and, and to, to make this hit home, allow me to impart with you uh, what I like to call the emotional spike theory. All right. And some of you may have already heard this. This might be a first time for some other, uh, some, some other, some of the other people here. If you grab the flirting one-on-one book, I have mentioned this, but it's a good refresher so you guys can see exactly what it's like. But it, it works like this. This is the, um, <clears throat> excuse me. This is the emotional spike theory. Now I want you to take a look at this. What we're seeing here is a lifeline. Okay, uh, it's, you see in the hospital and everything. What it does, it pretty much. It, it represents whether or not someone's alive, you know, their heartbeat and everything. And typically when, you know, there is a flat line, it means that a person is dead, that there's no life in them. Now, oops. Okay, now if you notice right here, if you notice right there, uh, we have a spike. And a spike is a sign of a heartbeat. It's a sign that a person is alive. Now, when these spikes get more frequent and higher, it's a sign of elevated heartbeat caused by something that's going on in the body, likely an elevated emotion. Now, as this up and down, you guys kind of saw a hint, but this up and down, it resembles a roller coaster. Now, what, when you go on a roller coaster, what happens? You're going up, down, up, down, up, down. And what happens after? After you get off the roller coaster, you feel a rush. You feel a rushing like, I want to do that again. I mean, mind you, logically, it makes no sense to get back on something that takes you up 100 feet in the air and moves you at like 80 miles per hour. Makes no sense, but we still do it because of that rush. And if you notice, let me bring it back. And if you notice, it resembles an elevated heartbeat. It, it resembles when a person's having high intensity emotions. And when it comes to flirting, that is what you want to do. That is what you want to become for her. Okay. This is what happens when you playfully try to not be friends with her. You cause these emotional spikes. You, you get her to feel a rush of emotions. All right. Where where yay we're friends and then all of a sudden oh wait he's not my friend yay we're good wait what's he doing now wait he's making fun of me wait what's going on that's the rush of emotion that i'm talking about that is what you want to cause within somebody okay this my friends is how you ethically become chick crack when they talk about becoming chick crack this is how you do it if you can master the art of creating emotional spikes you can master the art of engaging and captivating women forever because you will become a walking roller coaster. I'll give you a, a quick story. There was a client that I was working with a little bit ago. Let me just get this drink of water. There was this client that I was working with a little bit ago, and he told me, like, hey, Pablo, like, I'm, I'm just having trouble. For some odd reason, I just can't, I keep getting in the friend zone. I can't spark anything. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I asked him to send me uh, a screenshot of his text just to see what's going on. I read his text and the, I, I, I shit you not, it looked like I'm reading a work email, okay? He said, he goes, hey, I have to go. Can I message you later? 
She goes, yeah, sure. He responds back, thank you for your understanding. I appreciate your consideration. I will get in contact with you tomorrow. In the context, if, if, if you're trying to spark in something, that is probably like the, the deadest, least penny dropping response anyone can come up with. Needless to say, my guy did not cause an emotional spike with that, okay? Reading that message is like, it's like getting a work email from your boss. Think about it. And if that's what you got back, you don't feel nothing. How are you supposed to spark attraction? Okay. And so, but check this out. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's not our fault. It's not your fault. Okay. I know that some guys like, you know, you're here beating yourself up because, oh man, I've been like this all my life. I don't know how I do it. It's just the way I've been doing it. It's, I'm telling you right now, it's not your fault. Here's the reason why. The reason it's not your fault is because when we were younger, my friends, okay, when we were younger, we've been trained all our lives to not cause ripples, to not rock the boat, to be pleasant, to be agreeable, so we can make friends. Now, granted, you know, I, I'm not blaming mom or dad or our teachers because it's, it's, it's very important life skills. We need to know how to get along with others. However, the skills that we learned when we were younger, it trained you to make friends, not attract romantic partners. The skills that you learn were for rapport building, not for attracting. Does this make sense here? Right? Are you guys following? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the methods that, methods that you've been using so far to create attraction, to um, you know, start sparking things. Grant, they have a time and a place. I'm not saying you should not use those. Those are very useful skills. And there's a time, uh, <laughs> definitely a penny puller upper. Funny, David, that's hilarious. Uh, there's a time and a place for that, which I'm gonna get into. But those are not conducive for the purpose of attracting a partner romantically for the purposes of sparking that fire within someone, okay? Um, it is the equivalent of uh, bringing the wrong tool to the job. It's like bringing a hammer when you, have, when you need a screwdriver. Not that it's bad or worse, you're just using the wrong tools. Now, real quick before I get into it, I just wanna do a quick uh, mid-game check-in. Is anyone following so far? Make sense? And by the way, if you have any questions mid-chat, feel free to write, in, write it in. Write it in. Let's make it happen. Uh, you know, I'm, for me, if I don't answer my question in the moment, I may forget. So don't worry about interrupting me. I'm here for you guys. All right? So if you have anything, let me know. So boom, let's keep this party going. All right? So let's talk about attraction. So attraction... So attraction happens. It doesn't happen when, you know, you're trying to build rapport. Attraction happens when there's playful tension between two people, okay? Now, notice what I've highlighted and underlined, playful tension. And this tension, what it does, it creates polarity. That counterintuitively is just the way of the universe. It attracts one person to another. A great example is magnets. I mean, it's pure science. 
We're part of this universe. Science applies to us. And as you see here, we have an opposite and opposite that attract. These are two polar, like by little definitions. They're, they're two, they have two different polarities, yet they attract. But when you have the same, they repel. Again, the same, repel. That's what happens. That's why when you, when, when you tell a girl, oh, yeah, no, I love kombucha. You notice how she didn't give you a number after? Or when you say like, oh, yeah, no, I love, you know, uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm into veganism, you know, and, and you know, I'm anti-meat and everything. You ever notice that afterwards, she's not like, oh, my God, you're awesome. Here's my number. However, though, let me ask you this. You ever notice with your, uh, you ever notice with your, <laughs> yes, I took everybody back to science class. Uh, you ever notice with your friends, maybe your siblings, your close friends, question, how do you guys bond? How do you two like connect? You don't go, hey, brother. Oh, I'm so excited here. That's a nice shirt. No, you go, you doofus. You look like a fourth grade art teacher with your cardigan, which is something I actually say to my brother. <laughs> and then he comes back to me and he tells me that I look like a school dad dropping off kids at the soccer game. That's how we bond. And like with my guy friends, exactly roast battle. That's how we get at each other. We roast each other. We make each other back. Uh, we play each other back and forth. If you see your friend tripping, right? If you, feel, if you see a friend uh, like tripping, let me guess. You don't go, oh, let me help you like you would a woman. And again, I'm gonna get into this, but like you would somebody, uh, you go, ha, saw that loser. That's what you would do. Cause that creates that playful tension. And that, and that's counterintuitively is how your relation, your, your relationship is built upon. This guy makes sense of what attraction is. And get back to this bad boy. And that's what flirting does, gentlemen, ladies too. If you're watching this, that is what flirting does. Flirting causes those emotional spikes, causes that playful, that playful, uh, 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 that playful tension between two people, and that playful tension causes polarity, me versus you, and that polarity, polarity, is when she becomes attracted to you. Does this make sense, guys? Is this is this is this, is this are you following? Yeah. Question for you. Are you guys seeing, um, my question for you is this, is, are you guys seeing uh, or noticing anything in the way that you go about flirting versus the way that I just explained it? You guys notice a difference? Yes, a fun tension with a light roast almost. Pretty much. It's a light roast, that's what it is. And don't worry guys, in session three, I'm gonna walk you through how to roast, how to have fun, how to flirt without going too far, without uh, having her scream at you, without her having you walk away and be like, what are you doing? Get away from me. I'm gonna teach you how to do it so that doesn't happen, okay? Uh, yes, yes, yes. If you know, at least with me, so at least with me, I distinctly remember, ooh, excuse me, ooh, I almost fell there. So at least with me, I distinctly remember, I'm not gonna lie, um, I remember, <clears throat> I distinctly remember in college, there was a girl named Morgan that uh, I liked. And Morgan, super beautiful, voluptuous, my type, awesome. And, um, you know, I, you know I, sh I took my shot. 
I did my thing, okay? And when I went up to her and I first met her, I did what I always did and I tried to be agreeable. I tried to crack a lighthearted joke, but it was to get her validation to like me and everything. And then I remembered that, I forget what I said, but it was a dorm party and it was in her room. I said something that was supposed to be flirting. She gave me a weird look and I left and I left the room. <laughs> I left the room and uh, pretty much stayed away from Morgan for the rest of the year. Uh, however, then something different happened to me. I recall years later, there's another story that signifies a difference. I was at a bar. And then I, I distinctly remember, I was at a bar, I was sitting at the bar, and there was this one girl that, this one woman that everybody was trying to get at. And then she just happened to make her way next to me, and I started up a conversation with her. And while other guys, they were like, hey, let me buy you a drink. Like, I literally saw it. Let me buy you a drink. Uh, let me, let me, like, hey, where are you from? What do you do? And it got so sad. One guy bought her a drink, and she didn't even know. He had to tap her. And go, hey, I bought you a drink. And she goes, wait, I didn't even see you there. And so me, after, you know, learning with Rico and everything, I talked to her and she had these black and white striped pants on. And I go, hey, not for nothing, but your pants make you look, make you look like Beetlejuice. If I say your name three times, will you appear anywhere? And she started dying right then and there. All of a sudden, her reaction changed. And that's because I caused a little bit of playful tension between me and her, okay? I created that polarity rather than doing what everyone else was doing, which was rapport seeking, rapport building actions. I did things to playfully not be friends. Okay, so uh, let me see here. I got, now before I continue on, I'm gonna read the questions real fast and answer them. All right. So someone, so Ben asked, can I talk about how I shoot my shot? Oh, wait, talk about how to shoot your shot. <laughs> and the moral of the story, not to talk to girls whose name is letter M. That's right. Melissa, Morgan, I'm just striking out with women who uh, letter M, right? My girl's name is K right now. starts with a K. So I'm winning. I learned my lesson, but okay. Um, so the question is how to shoot your shot. That's essentially what you're learning here in this course. Pretty much like the act of flirting is you shooting your shot, is you making the attempt to actually flirt, create that playful tension. That's the actual shooting of the shot. What I'm going to show you to do is how to perfect your shot. Turn you to Mother F and Steph Curry. That's my game plan, okay? Um, so here we go. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Get my water real fast. Now, Real quick, before I go into the next slide, before I go to the next slide, um, first off, guys, I will debate you to the end of the earth. You need not only to know how to flirt, you need to flirt, okay? The reason why is because when you flirt, that is what creates the romantic spark. The romantic spark that turns you into lovers. If that romantic spark is absent, you become friends. And for anyone who has been in a long-term relationship um, and has, has had the experience where you guys are just like roommates or just friends, that's because that spark was gone. That spark is needed, my friends, because, because with that, you give her a rush of emotions. 
a rush of, 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 of feelings. And it is the difference between, oh, you know, he's pleasant, he's nice to talk to, and oh my God, he's so hot. That's the difference between, oh, he's, he's nice, and I want to rip his clothes off. All right. There, um, there was a, uh, it's funny. It's funny. I remember being in the Caribbean and that video I showed you, I was with Neil and I just have, and I just, we were walking and, um, um, do me a favor guys, just mute. Yeah. Just mute yourself. So, yeah. So we were walking and what he didn't know is that, well, while the conference was going on, I was running errands. I was, you know, at this, at this point, flirting had become part of my natural way of being that that's just the way I interact with everyone. So after the event, he and I are walking and we're going to dinner. And as we're walking, hi, Pablo, hi, Pablo, hi, Pablo, hi, Pablo. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And he just stops and goes, what have you been doing during the conference? Did you even work? And the, and I only smile and I tell that story because with this skill, that is the difference between walking and, and I hate to be, you know, I hate to push this button, but walking and no one noticing you and walking and everyone knowing you by name, going out the way to say hi to you. That's really it. That's why this is important. Without this skill, you will just be really good at making friends. And then you will inevitably become the mayor of friend zoneville. That's just it, what it is. That's why this is important to learn, my friends. Um, and so I'm moving on really quick to the last portion. And that last portion is this. This is the other reason thing about flirting that kind of messes guys up. And that's the idea that, that there's only one way to flirt. We've been so like growing up, we, we, we've been fed lies and, and, and BS and thinking that flirting, it is uh, that, that, that flirting is like, it's, it's like, it's like, so baby, you know, yes, how you doing? Oh, where, where are you from? Or, or, oh my God, you're so pretty. You're, and, and, you know, I, I think you're really cute. And, you know, I think, you know, I would like to get to know you and stuff like that. No. Okay. You know, we've been fed so many lives. And because of that, we've been aiming at the wrong target because we kind of thought there was only one way to flirt. We've been messed up. We've been messing up and it's been holding us back. Okay. Um, and just like I wrote in the email, just like there are various ways to bake a cake, my friends, there's various ways to flirt. And the name of the game, the name of the game is to find the style that works for you. Now, this is like, this is a, a, an analogy for anyone who's uh, like into MMA or fighting or anything like that. Peep this, right? Take the concept of a punch. Okay. How do you like that form right there? Straight, turn the wrist. Uh, the concept of a punch. In its essence, is connecting fists to face. That is the general principle. However, over time, there's been different techniques of that principle. We have boxing, where we go straight. Muay Thai, which uses the elbows. We have um, Kung Fu that maybe uses an open palm, an open palm. We have mixed martial arts. We have the hammer punch. And so just like that, there are different ways to flirt. The key is to find the way, the type of flirting that resonates with you, your personality, your natural skills, your natural skills, and leverage that, okay? It's the same thing in flirting. You, once you have that, 
you are good to go. Okay. There is a, um, there is a, how can I phrase this? So, okay, let's get it. Let's, let's do this. On to the next slide here. So, um, the thing that I love, uh, there's a great book, if you haven't read it yet, called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. And in it, he defines the process of, sedu of, sedu of seducing and attracting as finding the natural, the, the, finding the quality within you that naturally excites other people and using that to draw them in. I'm going to repeat that again. You guys might want to write that down. It is finding the innate quality or find the quality within you that naturally excites people and draws them in. And I love this definition because it does not paint just one quality. All right. This is for all the guys who feel that I have to be an extrovert. I have to talk like this in order to, to, to get women, to attract women. But you're not like that. That's not a natural quality of yours. You have something else that the charismatic doesn't. So it's a matter of finding that and leveraging that. So with that said, I want to give you uh, just a taste of different seducing styles, okay? We have here, <clears throat> all right? So one of the first ones, one of the most noticeable ones is a charismatic. Now the charismatic is flirting style is characterized by his larger than life personality. Okay, they use that to bring people in. They turn and they tend to be very expressive. I mean, an example is Will Smith. Look at him, big smile, open hands, expressive. And it's that, 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 that's his flirting style. That's his quality that incites people. Another one is the siren, AKA sexual, okay? Now sirens are known for oozing sexuality, okay? They, and, and you can smell it on them, the way they walk, the way they talk. Usher is a great example, okay? Um, I mean, you've seen any of his concerts. Uh, shout out to Suppin here for, for giving me this. If you've seen any of his concert, my man, he's doing lap dances, showing his abs, and even his songs. He has a song where there's a line where, um, you know, I'm going to try to keep it as PG as possible. I'll let you fill in the blanks. But he goes, um, girl, you've been eating your pineapples. Ooh, your blank tastes like pineapples. I'm going you know, to leave it up to you. I'm going to leave it up to you. Okay. Uh, the next one is the charmer. All right. These people are born with the gift of gap. What makes charmers so special is that they have the special ability to make anybody feel good, to make anybody feel special. Now, I picked Heath Ledger as a perfect example. All right. And again, like this is what you guys really get with me. Like I'm not giving you the, the classic foo-foo stuff. I'm giving you the real stuff, the real life stuff. And if you watch, if you ever watch Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger in his interviews, He's always doing things to make people feel special. I remember one thing in particular where there was, uh, I believe, an interviewer who was like really nervous about around him and everything like that. And he gave her a kiss on the cheek. And he, when he, you see his interviews, he's always humble, but making the other person feel special. Another one, it is, let's see here, the ball buster. Ball busters, these are the people that are always riding you, that they use like, they're like the big brother that always find a reason to make fun of you. Now, Ryan Reynolds, like you would think like, oh no, he's more funny. But if you follow his Instagram, he is always making fun of his wife, okay? He is always finding a reason to make fun of his wife. And you would think like, man, like give it a break, but she loves it. She actually goes on social media and busts his balls. 
And so take a, like, take a look at that. What else do we have here? Uh, the jokester, man. So the jokester, now here's the thing about the jokes. The jokester obviously makes jokes. Now here's the, but here's the caveat. You don't want to make jokes where you're the dancing clown, the performing monkey, but where when people are around you, they're laughing. They're laughing because you always have something funny to say. You have a funny perspective on the world where you're just cracking people up. Kevin Hart is a perfect example because his wife, you know, Kevin Hart, my man's like five foot four, five foot five. I'm probably doing him dirty. He's probably a couple inches taller, but his wife is taller than him. And in an interview, um, she actually said she was attracted to him because she made him laugh. I'm sure you've heard that before. Why are you with him? Because he makes me laugh. That's a flirting style. Another flirting style is the unabashed lover, okay? The unabashed lover, he is the, he is the one who cannot get enough of the, uh, of the object of his affection, affection. He will let her know, and he will say things like, for example, he, you know, he go, he'll say things like, listen, hey, listen, I can't get enough of you. You are, um, you make me go crazy. That's just the truth of the matter. You can take it or leave it, but that's how I feel. And I'm going nuts. You drive me insane. And John Krasinski is a great example. The way that he looks at his wife, Emily Blunt, and you see him in interviews, he just talks about her like, like the most beautiful thing in the world. Like she's the most amazing thing in the world. And there, you know, don't worry. Like each one has a style to it. Now, really quick, show of hands. Let me just check the, uh, someone said he's also very rich. Karen Hart is five foot two inches. Uh, Karen Hart is accurately the jokester. Um, charismatic and charmer. Okay. Someone asked, charismatic and charmer seem to be very similar. Can you explain the distinction? Not a problem. A charmer, uh, and, uh, let me start like this. A charismatic is really extroverted, a front of the stage, holding court sort of person. Uh, I resonate with the, the charmer because for me, I, I'm a clown. I like being in front of people. And the way I, I tend to draw people in is because of that, that, that joyous, infectious personality. The charmer, the charmer can be, can be a charismatic, but they can also be low key. But what separates them is that the charmer's strength is that he hardly ever talks about himself or uses himself as a reason to attract people. His, his superpower is making other people feel special by reflecting back to them Oh, you know what I noticed about you? I noticed that, you know, I noticed that you, know, like you have a really interesting take on everything and no one really else, no one has that. Whereas a charismatic may be like, come on, join me in the party. You know, you can do this. And so does that help with that question? Now, yes, all right. Um, next thing also, Oh, real quick, someone here mentioned that Kevin Hart is also rich. Yes, that's true. He is rich. That does help. Let's just, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, lie like it's not a real thing. So uh, it, they are rich and it does help. All right. Um, however, I'm going to challenge that. Case in point, my friend Rico. My friend Rico, he ain't rich, but guess what? He's pulling, like, I've seen him pull like Instagram baddies. I've gone out to Vegas and um, it's just doesn't make sense, <laughs> but you know, just, he could get anyone laughing, anyone laughing. Uh, and I want to also point at this point too. You can also be multiple flirting types. 
you know, we're not all just one thing. Each of us have uh, different strengths. Uh, there are times where one may be stronger than the other. We can also possess multiple flirting types. And the better you get at it, the more that uh, you'll be able to encompass other of the flirting types. Okay. Uh, does the does the flirting styles make sense? So what do you what do you guys see? Like, did you see one that resonated with you? Let me know here in the chat. And I'll let you know. I'm gonna take a quick sip of my agua here. All right. Oh, someone said um, a counter argument to Kevin Hart is that he may have gotten rich, more rich because of those skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone asked, do you think you could transform into a different style? Absolutely. We all have like these innate ones that we gravitate to. And then, but over time, for whatever reason, different seasons, um, different life experiences, we come to do other things. Uh, I'll give you a prime example. For a lot of my life, I've been the uh, charmer and the charismatic. However, with my current girlfriend here, uh, in order to win her affection, I had to be the unabashed lover. I had to be the unabashed lover, which forced me to transform into that. And so I remember when I reached out to her and, you know, and I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I had not talked to her in like seven years. And my, you know, when I got back to her, she was like, when we were talking, she's like, what's your intention, Papa? What is it that you want? And I was like, you want to know my intention? My intention is to marry you, raise awesome kids and grab your ass till we're 80. I said it with a straight face. And it worked. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else we got? We got Ball Buster, Charmer, the Ball Buster. Excellent. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay. And so go back here. Like I mentioned before, the key to find your flirting style and the key to attraction is to understand what is in a person's character that naturally excites people and you have to develop these qualities. Hey, it's Pablo here. I just wanted to hop back in and say thanks so much for listening for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got lots of light bulbs, lots of epiphanies about what flirting is, what it's not, the different styles. Hopefully you found you style. <laughs> you style. See, I, 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 Pablo, enunciate, Pablo. I, I had a girlfriend that would always tell me, Pablo, enunciate. And I would tell her, well, I'm Spanish. I speak fast is what I do. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you found your style of flirting. And I hope you start implementing it and start seeing, you know, that, that listen, anybody can do this. Like flirting is not reserved only for good looking, suave people. It's reserved for anybody who wishes to learn the skill because that's what it is. So my dear friend, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see you next week. Till then, I'm Pablo Rosario, your host. You're listening to the Red Velvet Podcast. I want you to stay velvet out there and I'll catch you on the next one. Later. (laughs) 